Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 19th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Now, if you go to the blog right now, we've got two new videos up. Uh, the first one is from Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Uh, it is uh, Macy Barber versus Jamie Colleen. Uh, that's from Tuesday's show. Now, just a reminder that the fighters on this show are not only fighting them, each other, but they are competing with the other fighters for UFC contracts. And generally speaking, quick finishes get the contracts. I'll get to that in a moment. Now, Macy Barber is 20 years old. She's from Fort Collins, Colorado. She's 4-0 in three finishes. Uh, she has fought in the LFA. Um, um, Jamie is 32 years old from Philadelphia. She has a 4-1 record. Um, she was on last year's Dana White uh, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. She won her fight. She did not get the contract. She says she suffered a knee injury during that fight, which is why she's getting a second chance. I might add that her opponent was really bad. So, But anyway, the point is, what I've noticed about this year's fights is that there seems to be a lot of deliberate mismatches designed to showcase a particular fighter, in this case, Macy. So I didn't think that Jamie you know, had what it takes has what it takes to do anything with Macy. And, and, and I thought Macy, well, she didn't get that quick finish that I was talking about, but I thought she was very impressive considering that Jamie didn't seem to want to fight her. Okay? So what Jamie tries to do in the first round is the keep-away strategy. Well, you've seen that. It's supposed to frustrate Macy and, you know, uh, but... It doesn't. She shows a lot of poise. She shows a, she's a 20-year-old kid, and she shows a lot of maturity. Uh, she takes uh, control of the clinch on the fence, and she does, she does some good work there. Uh, she's not just stalling. There are a lot of fighters, when they do clinching on the fence, they're stalling. That's not what Macy is doing. Now, between rounds, Jamie's coroner tells her that she needs to get a lot closer to get anywhere because she basically the problem is she was staying too far away, and Macy was landing with uh, kicks, uh, a variety of kicks, and Jamie wasn't landing with anything. And so that's what happens in, in round two. And, and really what, you can, what, what I noticed is that Macy is much quicker than Jamie. Um, so uh, she continues to uh, uh, land with a variety of kicks. She gets a takedown near the end of the round, followed by some elbows. In round three, she's able to get a takedown a lot sooner, and therefore she's able to finish Jamie uh, towards the end of the round. She actually breaks her nose, from what I could tell. So that's it. Macy wins the fight, and she also got the UFC contract. So obviously, uh, I would like to see her, how she does against you know, better fighters. And we'll get that opportunity. But as I said, it's a, it's a very good performance uh, by her. And she seems to have a lot of potential. Uh, be sure to check out the video on my blog. Now, the other video that we have up today is from last night's um, NXT show. And that is a three-way match. Kyrie Sane versus Nikki Cross versus Candice LeRae. And uh, this was announced last week as a four-way with Bianca Belair, but 
they they said she's injured, but she's actually on her was actually on her honeymoon with her new husband, Montez Ford of Street Profits. So the winner of this three-way match gets a shot at Shayna Baszler's NXT Women's Championship at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And Shayna is on commentary. Now, I'm not a big fan of three-way matches as they can lack flow and be very clunky and uh, disjointed. But, and the other thing is we have three baby faces in this match. I know you're, you're saying, Nikki Cross is a baby face? She has been lately over the past uh, few months, and she's even teamed with uh, Kyrie at um, house shows. Okay, so uh, this match is very well laid out, no doubt by Nikki and uh, Kyrie, and it's very well executed. Now, as wrestlers go, Candice isn't as good as either Kyrie or Nikki, but all three have unique personalities. And they do give strong performances. You know, Kyrie's got her plucky underdog personality. Uh, Candace has this, uh, you know, California girl personality. And Nikki is nuts. <laughs> so the way to uh, structure a match like this is one of the three wrestlers has to disappear near the start of the match so the other two can build some flow. So that's what happens. Nikki runs Kyrie into the post and she's on the floor for a while, and Nikki and Candace have their own match within a match. So that goes on for about uh, two or three minutes, and then you, all of a sudden you see in the background Kyrie coming, getting up and coming back into the ring, and she's able to blend into the match perfectly. And again, all this has to do with planning, okay? And this is something that, that Nikki is clearly an expert at. She, she's not only a tremendous... You, you got to understand, she's playing a character that people think is crazy. She ain't really crazy. She's really good. Okay? Now, of course, the match goes to the floor. You have Nikki dropping Candace on the ramp, and then Kyrie delivers her flying forearm from the top rope. They also do a Tower of Doom spot. So, Nikki's insanity leads to the end of the match. She delivers her spinning neckbreaker to Candace from the ring apron to the floor, so that gets rid of Candace for a couple of minutes. Then she goes back in the ring and hits three belly-to-back suplexes on Kyrie. Now, she is about to finish Kyrie with the spinning neckbreaker when she loses concentration. I think, you know, they tried to make it look like the crowd chanting kind of distracted her. And uh, she, then she places Kyrie on the top rope and she's going to do the spinning neckbreaker from up there. Okay, so Candace intervenes, and after a couple of pin attempts, Kyrie hits her insane elbow on both of them, seemingly out of the nowhere for the win. So the camera work was, was very well done in addition to the planning of the match. The camera work was perfect because it made us forget that Kyrie was sitting on the top turnbuckle. And if you watch it, it looks like she's just dropped out of the sky. So not only did the wrestlers execute uh, this very well, but so did the TV crew. So I give kudos to all of them. Uh, you know, uh, Nikki has been very consistent with this character, and one of the key elements of her character is that she is distracted easily and loses concentration. She forgets what she's doing. And that's what happened here. 
You know, she should be going for a finish before Candace gets back. And instead, she says, oh, I got time to put her on the top rope and do it from there. She actually didn't. Okay, so it was just, you know, a bad idea. But it was very well executed. And that's the whole thing. So now Kyrie gets a title shot. I expect her to win because Shayna and Nikki should be headed to the main roster soon. And, uh, you know, they got new blood coming in like Yo Shirai and a bunch of others. And they got to make room for them. But... Uh, Definitely check out the match because uh, this is one of the better matches I've seen on NXT lately, uh, better women's matches. And I just think that I give a lot of credit to all three of them for putting the work in, planning the match, and executing it pretty much perfectly. I didn't really see any mistakes in there. Or if there were any, they covered up for them pretty well. And, uh, you know, I... I give kudos to all three ladies for, for a great performance, for a great performance. And uh, it's definitely well worth watching. So uh, big, check out the, the match on my, uh, my blog. Okay, now we have um, finally three big women's matches added to the September 8th UFC show. We're talking about UFC 228, September 8th at American Airlines Arena in Dallas. Um, known about the main of the, the uh, title match here for a while, it's going to be um, Nico Montano defending her UFC flyweight championship against Valentina Shevchenko. And as I said, I've known about this one for a while. You probably saw it reported. But the problem is the UFC hadn't decided where UFC, the location for UFC 228. So finally, they decided that and they've announced a whole bunch of matches for that show. Now, uh, Nico is 29 years old. Uh, she trains at Fit NHB in Arizona, which is owned by UFC fighter Tim Means. Her record is 4-2. She won the title in the Tough 26 finale. Now, she's had issues with her foot. Um, she did not have surgery. That they, when She said uh, after she won the title that she was probably going to have surgery. But apparently what she was told is that the surgery would not improve uh, her uh, the condition of the foot and so she decided not to have it so apparently she's going to live with the pain you know she won that fight with with the surgery with the foot problem so uh, the reason for the delay in announcing this match is I, I think uh, Nico also had um, um, tonsillitis as well so that may have been uh, a pro that, that she had to recover from that as well. Now, of course, we all know Valentina. She's a veteran kickboxer who was a bantamweight contender. Flyweight is her natural weight. Um, I expect her to be favored to win. But I also think that Nick Nico has been underestimated, mainly because not that much is known about her. Um, and so we've only seen her on Tough. And so maybe she's better than we think. Now, she wasn't the favorite to win the title in the first place. Okay, Barb Honchak was. So I think this fight may be closer than expected. Now, this is going to be the co-main event. It's going to go five rounds. Uh, I expect it to go all five rounds. Actually, I don't see either of them finishing. But there's no main event named yet. All right. Now, the other, we've got two other matches that were named. Uh, on the main card is Jessica Andrade versus Karolina Kowalkiewicz, possibly for a strawweight title shot. Um... Both fighters are on two-fight winning streaks. Uh, I think Jessica is a much stronger and more aggressive fighter. She has more tools at her disposal. Uh, she uh, is very aggressive. 
She has punching power. She also uh, has uh, ground skills, especially the guillotine. She's finished several fights with a guillotine, and I would not be surprised to see her do that as well. Uh, I don't think Carolina's points fighting style matches up particularly well with uh, Jessica. Um, she's not a finisher. She has no ground game. She usually wins by decision or by split decision. And I just don't see her having any hope against Jessica. The one thing Carolina's got going for her is a while back she beat Rose Namahunas. And that's kind of keeps her in the title picture. But Jessica, for me, is a much better fighter than Carolina. So I expect uh, Jessica to win that fight. And, and the other uh, fight is also strawweight. You have Carla Esparza uh, versus Tatiana Suarez. Now, Carla is a former champ who's probably on the way down. And if this is the last fight in her contract, I would not be surprised to be, see her released. Now, she did a really stupid thing after her last fight. She, now, Car one thing about Carla I wanted to mention is that she had shoulder surgery a couple of years ago. I think that's really slowed her down. Um, she's just not the same fighter. I never, she, I didn't never thought she was that great in the first place. She's got, she's a wrestler. Her um, striking is mediocre at best. Uh, she, after she lost her last fight to Claudia Gedalia, uh, Carla claimed that Claudia cheated and was greased up. Now, why would you say something like that? Nobody believes her. She's an idiot. Okay, I mean, I, she's a dope. So, I mean, the point, the point, and now Claudia, if you're wondering what's happened to her, she's had knee surgery. She's currently recovering. She's actually said that she's open to a rematch with Carla, but, you know, I don't know if Carla's going to be around that long. So, I mean, is she going to claim the same thing when Tatiana kicks her ass? Tatiana won tough 23, and her record is 6-0. and She had knee surgery a while back, but she seems to have bounced back uh, very well, and she really killed Alexa Grasso in her last fight, so... Uh, if she wins this fight, uh, she could be headed towards a strawweight title bout, okay? And, but she may end up fighting Jessica Andrade. That would not surprise me. Uh, both uh, are, are really up there. So uh, I'm, I would favor Tatiana in this fight. I just think she's a better fighter. I actually think she's quicker uh, than Carla as well. Carla seems to have lost quite a bit of her quickness. And, um, you know, I don't see that happening. Um, now, we're going to be back tomorrow with a preview of Saturday's Invicta show, which will air on UFC Fight Pass on Saturday night. Uh, won't be doing one for the uh, UFC show in um, Germany, and that's because there's no women's fights on that show. Okay, so uh, until then, don't forget to check out the two videos that I've put up on my blog. That's at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any comments on the, for the podcast, please uh, leave a voice message and I'll be more than happy to respond to any questions. And if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, and other services. So again, I'll be back tomorrow with a preview of Invicta, the Saturday's Invicta show. And uh, have a good day and we'll talk to you later.